0: Good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with the late Patty Fink, who's been on time for like every show for the last month. It's driving me nuts. In
1: years
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been on time for like three, four weeks. At least. That's what I'm saying. It's been
1: longer than I've
0: been on time. I, I know. it's, Lauren. it's disconcerting.
2: It is. <laughs> uh,
0: well, who are, knows
1: what the new year will bring? But, but hey,
2: I, I embrace it. <laughs> I embrace it I don't, like I don't like change
1: I don't like change
0: Our guests today are Jason Hannah and Joe Riggs. They've been with us before uh, they put on the teddy bear party, and the teddy bear party this year is going to be December eleventh, which is
3: two, two weeks, two weeks. Less two, weeks. Than two
0: weeks yeah uh two weeks from yesterday, I guess um because if it's on a Saturday and yesterday was a Saturday, see how I figured that out. <laughs> It's from 8 p.m. to midnight at the Echo Lounge, and we'll talk a little bit about what the Echo Lounge is, what the teddy bear party is, and then parenting. And I have a Brian story that goes along with the teddy bear party. So, welcome.
3: Thank you for, thank you for
0: having us. Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about the teddy
3: bear party. This is the 10th one correct yeah well actually last year would have been our 10th um but we're still continuing with our our 10th so yeah so this is our our 10th annual event um every every year since 2011 uh, which was the first year i started it um uh we do we do our annual teddy bear drive so And, and why are you doing a teddy bear drive so I started the event in 2011 when my mom, um, going into the holiday season of 2011, my mom was just diagnosed with um, stage four lung cancer. And so I wanted to do something in honor of the battle that she was just starting. And so. Um, the prior couple of years, I had a house party, you know, friends over. But going into that year, um, I wanted to do a teddy bear drive and donate those teddy bears to children's in, in her name. And so, um, so you know, started organizing the event, and I got about 150 RSVPs, and decided that was a little too big for my house. And so, uh, that was the first year we had an outside venue and. Uh, We had about 200 people come uh, within the LGBTQ community and uh, that first year we donated about 250 teddy bears to children. and then my mom lost her battle just a few months after that. But um, you know, her her love and her passion for life and for kids continue through through Teddy Bear every year. So she was able to see the first one. She was. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she had just got she just had a a, a round of radiation, um, mm. and so she wasn't feeling well. Uh, but she was like by gosh darn it, I'm going to go. And so, uh, yeah, so we have pictures of her at the event, and that was before she got really sick. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so what do they use the teddy bears for? Because
0: it's all connected.
4: Yeah, yes. So the teddy bears are used, um, so they're all donated to Children's Health, so the, the local children's hospital here. And they're used as, as comfort tools, but also as teaching tools. So um, the teddy bears are convenient because they've got two arms and two legs and so whatever that child is going through they'll do the same procedure to that teddy bear up front so that the child understands exactly what's going to happen so if the child is going through chemo they'll give that teddy bear an iv in its arm if it's it's a if the child has a broken leg they'll put a cast they'll actually put a cast on the teddy bear as well that way it's it's gives them it's a very visual way to understand what's going to happen to that that kid and of course it's a they're
3: my best friend to go through that with them um, well and our boys because yeah. we have twin boys that are seven and so they've been to the hospital a handful of times and uh, when they were two um, for some reason they didn't have a teddy bear but they got a puppy uh, when they were having a surgery And a pup a real puppy <laughs> no not a real puppy a stuffed puppy okay <laughs> so let's <laughs> say so,
1: wow you guys are good <laughs> it used to be a real puppy and then they stuffed it
3: they stuffed it <laughs> but Ethan still sleeps with that puppy six wow. years later so they have this bond, this connection with that stuffed animal mm-hmm. that they carry with them yeah. for years.
0: Well, because the kids feel like, well, if the teddy bear can go through the chemotherapy, then I can too. It just makes it easier. Uh, or setting a broken arm or leg. Uh, it, it just shows them what's going to happen and that they're going to be okay. Yep.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: And it, it, it- not only comforting but I think it kind of distracts the kid too of whatever they're going through my daughter was hospitalized when she was one years old at Children's and they gave her a teddy bear and she just immediately would play with it when she was awake Um, and I think that that was distracting so she
3: wouldn't focus on not feeling well hospitals
4: are scary places
3: they are they are so it's good well and another kind of situation that they use it is like if if uh if there's a car accident and the parents have to go to one hospital and the kids have to go to children's that that teddy bear is there to accompany them through in a a scary time Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah there's so many different uses that the teddy bears are used for Okay,
0: so my Brian story, Uh, for people who don't know, Brian was my husband, and he passed away four years ago now. Um, When Brian first heard of the teddy bear party, and he found out, oh, a kid who's going through chemotherapy, a child who has a broken arm, a child who's, like you said, uh, separated from their parents, needed a teddy bear. So we went to Walgreens on Cedar Springs, and they had a big selection of teddy bears. Uh, Because it's before Christmas And I guess they sell a lot of them for Christmas So Brian uh, saw that they had a good selection So he said, "Uh, wait here I see him (laughs) running up with a shopping cart (laughs) And he filled the shopping cart And he said, wait here, let me get another one (laughs) Oh boy So he fills up a second shopping cart And I said, okay, well, let's go And he said, but there are more teddy bears And I said, but we have two shopping carts. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. And I said, but we have two shopping carts. Because this is how (laughs) Brian and I would talk to each other. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. And I could see where this was going. I said, well, they might not fit in the car. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. (laughs) So I said, well, let's see. Let's just get these and let's see whether they fit in the car or not. So he said, you know, teddy bears are squishy. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought the two shopping carts full, and then we filled up another couple of shopping carts full. And
1: Please I Please don't tell me you strapped them to the top of the car.
0: <laughs> no, no, we didn't, but that SUV was packed. Uh, because when it was going nowhere, uh, Brian said to me, if one of those children... Ends up not having a teddy bear because you wouldn't buy it. <laughs> and I knew uh, Brian and his guilt.
2: Yeah. So I, I will say for those listeners who want to participate, and you should, um, yeah, get your teddy bear now because believe it or not, if you wait to the last minute, they're kind of hard to come by. It's true. Well, yeah. Brian won't be there shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently there's a lot of other Bryans out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although we, um, Beth bana ah. uh, our synagogue, uh, started a fund called the Brian Fund, which is exactly for things like this. So we'll be donating some teddy bears.
3: Oh, awesome. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So about how many, how many bears a year have you all collected?
3: Approximately so we so teddy bears it, our donation on an annual basis is the largest donation from a group that children's receives uh, on an annual basis we donate anywhere from fifteen to nineteen hundred teddy bears, and so dang um, we donated over over ten thousand teddy bears since since the event has how gone many out. do they use in a year
4: <laughs> I think they average around three thousand patients a month, so they go through a lot of teddy bears so three yeah three thousand times twelve yeah.
3: Okay. So they they get used, believe you oh, me, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and even childrens, because last year we didn't have the teddy bear party because of COVID, that um, they've reached out to us on a handful of occasions um, in the need of teddy bears. So uh, so whatever we can do this year to to give extras teddy bear extra teddy bears mm-hmm. uh, definitely will go a long way. And if you do run out of teddy bears, if you can't find them, that's okay. They also accept four
4: limbed animals are a good proxy <laughs> as long as they can have an arm and a leg, and that way they can still be used right. as, a, as a demonstration tool. And ideally it's between uh, 12 inches to 24 inches. That way it can tr- be transported easily in the hospital beds and um, is a manageable size. We've had some donations that have been huge. I can <laughs> imagine.
2: Oh uh, uh, yeah. One. Well the year we went, we, the year uh, my husband and daughter went, we went to help Uh, help you guys uh, gather the teddy bears there were some pretty big ones like (laughs) some like bigger than
0: us
2: (laughs) (laughs) those bears are huge well (laughs)
4: children they still appreciate those they can use them throughout the in the hallways and things like that but not necessarily as a teaching tool
3: right yeah well when Dallas runs out of teddy bears because this happens every year like we have friends that go I had to go to Plano or I had to go to Frisco and I'm like Frisco's not that far. We live in Frisco, but, but they have to go to the Burbs to get teddy bears for the, for the party. But I guess
1: you could go with koala bears or sock monkeys. You yeah. Know?
3: Oh, yeah. Lots of, lots of
1: opportunities.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Whatever a child would like. That's, that's a
0: yeah.
1: You know, the part of the Brian story
0: that I left out was after we finished at the uh, Walgreens on Cedar Springs in Oak Lawn, there's one on Bowen at McKinney another Walgreens so we went up there
3: <laughs>
0: and got some more so wow
3: Brian was part of the reason why everybody had to go to Plain and Frisco to get <laughs> right he was <laughs> that year
0: exactly he was that year um every year you've had the party in a different venue which keeps it fresh and new and different how do you come up with the venues
3: um you know fortunately Um, You know, we partner with uh, Rick Antley with Icon Productions, um, and he does a phenomenal job in terms of scouting different locations. uh, Because, as as you mentioned, like we love to keep it fresh. Um, And so there was a a new venue that just opened up during the pandemic, um, and we went and toward that several months ago. And, um, yeah, we're super excited to have it at the, the Echo uh, which is kind of Mark Cuban's new event space directly across from American Airlines Center. Um, so, yeah, it's important to keep it fresh and keep it fun. And uh, we like the different aspects of having it in a different venue every year.
0: Yeah. And to compare, you've had it at places like the Hall of State in Fair Park.
3: Yeah, we've had so. it at the Hall of State. We've had it in, gosh, downtown Dallas a couple years in um Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so over by what was the venue? Over by uh, Southwest Airlines. Um, yeah, the Tesla
0: with, dealership. The t- it was yeah, right next yep. door to the Tesla ne- dealership. Next door to it, right? Yeah, right. Sixty
3: five hundred. Yeah. So, yeah, different event every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun.
0: So, yeah. who's the entertainment? Mm-hmm
3: yeah this
4: year we've got uh the headliner dj is dj phil romano um so he's from
3: italy he's from italy correct yeah
4: so it'll be exciting to see him and then we've got Cassinova, um
3: the, the superstar Cassinova is going to be hosting the event well and our opening oh, yeah. our opening dj is uh dj winters um and so yeah, yeah so we're we're super excited like Everybody loves Cassie We love Cassie Oh my gosh We've known her for years so. yeah, yeah Yeah so uh, Cassie Nova And then DJ Winters And then DJ Romano You can't go wrong
1: with Cassie Can't oh, go gosh, wrong no. with Cassie if not, <laughs> For a
2: long time too um, So what is different this year Obviously you weren't able to do it Last year because of COVID But anything Are there any restrictions About who can come to the party
3: so this year we've, we've decided that um, in order to, to attend the event, you either need to have your proof of vaccination um, or at least test negative within the past 72 hours. Um, and just provide that documentation as you enter, whether it's the physical card or take a picture of it and just bring the digital, the, the digital version of that. Which is basically what
0: uh, Black Tie Dinner did this year. and
4: It is, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's become sort of the standard protocol mm-hmm. for, for these sort of big events.
0: Yeah. That's good. Good. Um you have other beneficiaries.
3: We do. Yeah. So the the teddy bears are all donated to children's. Mm-hmm. Um and in the past we've we've um stand up to cancer has been a beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Um we've changed that this year because uh, even though Stand Up to Cancer does amazing work, we wanted to keep our we wanted to keep our beneficiaries more local, um, so we've changed it to a Children's Cancer Fund. And they are um, a Dallas-based organization um, that provides resources to children going... Through treatment for cancer, um, and so they provide community events and things to that extent um, uh, for kids going through cha- uh, going through the hospital battling cancer. So, uh, so that's one of our beneficiaries, uh, Family Equality Council, um, who does amazing work across the country and uh, advocating and promoting for LGBTQ equality within families. Whose
1: um, uh, and- CEO is right here in Dallas, Stacey's, Yeah, we need Stace. to have Stacy on. We absolutely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacy Stevenson. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Uh, we chatted with her last week, and she's, she's trying to get a babysitter so she can come to the <laughs> event. <laughs> um, and then Equality Texas or the Equality
0: Foundation?
4: Equality Texas, yeah. Okay. Yeah, another great organization focused on um, advocating it specifically here in Texas, another great organization for uh, LGBT mm-hmm. folks.
2: Correct. Good. Um, so you take more than just uh,
3: teddy bear donations. Correct. Yeah, so part of uh, your entry into the event is uh, the actual ticket purchase itself, which is $100 per person, uh, and then the new 18 or 12 to 24 inch teddy bear. Um, so all the teddy bears are donated to the Teddy Bear Clinic at Children's, and then all the monetary proceeds from the ticket sales goes to the beneficiaries. Gotcha. unfortunately uh, we've got some amazing sponsors uh corporate sponsors and individual sponsors that have underwritten the cost of the entire production uh so 100% of the ticket sales goes directly back to the beneficiaries that's fantastic uh, we've, yeah, we yeah we're we're very blessed and very fortunate to have such amazing corporate and individual sponsors year year after year
1: and you know not every organization is that fortunate <laughs> That's yeah. really, really spectacular. Uh, so, yeah, huge thank you to all of our all and, of our key sponsors.
2: And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, one year we participated in helping gather the teddy bears. Do you all still need volunteers for that?
3: We do, indeed. So the event itself is on Saturday from 8 to midnight. Um, and then the following morning, we have a handful of volunteers, whoever is uh, – sober enough and not hung over enough um, it,
4: it is an open open bar event
3: <laughs> all right with a full bar so. full bar this year um so to meet back at the venue the following Sunday uh, I think we're targeting 1030 <gasps> We're gonna load up all the teddy bears, count them, uh, and then caravan to children's. uh, And a little different procedure this year. Normally, we are allowed to go into the hospital and uh, do the big teddy bear donation. uh, But because of COVID restrictions, uh, they're only allowing five people at a time to be in the ballet area. So we're going to ask. Oh, this is even outside there restricting the number of people. Yeah, even in the valet area, Ah. no more than five people at a time. Um, So we'll just do a caravan where each each volunteer will load up the teddy bears into their own vehicle, drop off teddy bears car by car, uh, get their get their picture, and then be greeted by the teddy bear clinic, and then kind of caravan through the parade of teddy bears. That's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. It'll be fun.
2: Yeah. Again, it was fun. If if you're able to. participate and help gather these uh, bears I, w- I would highly encourage it and your kids can participate too
4: yes every year our boys look forward to it
1: yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they
4: participate and they get together I mean it's a sea of teddy bears I mean, it I really
1: mean. yeah it <laughs> so they don't so need get their own wheelchair out in the valley area <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> that would be a lot of wheelchairs <laughs> I think they're going to have a big big couple big bins out there,
0: and they're saying that they their kids helped their kids, I remember or have pictures of in the middle of all the teddy bears, like jumping into piles of teddy bears <laughs> yeah. but but, to your but point, we call it help <laughs> <laughs> they did I was there they helped they mine bears, did too, yeah. jumped they in
3: the middle have, of it. they
4: yeah. may have picked out some of their favorites as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: but the Sunday after it, it has become more of a of a family. Participation, uh, and there's probably you know all the hey, there's probably what ten to fifteen kids with their parents, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really become my most favorite part and most meaningful part is um, seeing where these teddy bears go and, and the lives that they that they do impact. Mm-hmm.
0: You know we need to take a break. Um, we're going to talk about kids, and Patty and I will show how we were born without the parenting gene.
3: <laughs> uh, right after this. Hi, I'm Cleve Jones, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM.
0: And I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink, and our guests are Jason Hanna and Joe Riggs from the Teddy Bear Party. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, a couple of your um, beneficiaries are uh, places like Family Equality, and that's because you have a family.
3: Correct, yeah. Got twin boys that are seven. Going on 15. <laughs> I, I'm just horrified.
0: Because <laughs> I remember when they were born. Um, and it's hard to believe it's seven years. And Leron. Goes by quick. Leron, you are the father of a 12-year-old. About to be a teenager. About to be a teenager. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um do you always wanted to be parents right
3: yeah we, we did. did yeah
4: it's part of our, our dating discussion and criteria
3: It was one of the first questions that we had for each other on our first day is like do you want kids really like, yeah i want kids so it's like i don't know it was important for us to be aligned kind of out of the gates but yeah we always wanted kids because
0: yeah. Laurent, the day you met danny you had the same, same discussion
2: same or our very first official date, same thing. Like, do you want kids? Like, yeah. If it's possible, yeah. 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 Okay, so you wanted kids. (laughs) We said no. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, we we didn't even have the discussion. (laughs) It was just
2: off the (laughs) table. So had one of you said no, Mm.
3: would that have been a deal breaker? I think so. It's one of those, I mean... Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Really? Maybe. <laughs> you would say no to me? Okay. All right. This is, this is good. This, this is, is no, news.
2: This is news. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Uh, it's just me. a paternity relationship. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
2: Bre- breaking news here on Lambda <laughs> Weekly. I'm changing I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <No. laughs> Too funny. But, Laurent, for you, it would have been a break- uh, ideal breaker. Uh, no, not necessarily. I think I needed to at least for him to be say, okay, I'm open to it. But an absolute zero, no. That it may have would have been been a deal breaker.
0: And and you wanted kids. Uh huh. And you have a kid. (laughs)
1: <laughs> because after you had a kid, you said never again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we did both at once. There you go. The
2: yo, <laughs> we toyed around with the, the, the idea of having a second one, but it's like you know what? Not let's, very let's, long. Let's, not long, let's, let, <laughs> as let's, I recall. Yeah, let's, it was let's like stop. I am
1: not doing that diaper thing again. No, you no, know,
2: no. and the path
4: to parenthood, I mean, that's, and, and, and then and
2: all, all honesty, that, that's the challenge. You know, a lot of people. Um, like, I'll say, you know, our, our straight loved ones, they think it's just a breeze. We're just going to pop up one day and say, oh, we're going to have a kid. No, there's a lot of hurdles you have to go through, whether you do it through surrogacy, adoption or fostering or whatever. It's mm-hmm. a lot to go through. And
0: Laron did whatever. You can see he's <laughs> never gotten his figure
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and you guys know that. It's a lot yeah. to go through.
4: Oh yeah, uh, I mean, we went through surrogacy, and and of course, even in the state of Texas at that time, we still had to go through the adoption process as well. So it's it's it.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, uh, and we were we were very fortunate where our first transfer we did twins and you know ended with or two embryos, and fortunately, I had twins. Um, but we have so many friends that have gone through the process and have had multiple failed transfers, and uh, it, it's very. It's very discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: there's the financial aspect of yeah. it, just yeah. That's get, it. That yep. was a huge stressor. Absolutely. We for that? Are you ever going to have that full amount saved when you're going into it? Uh, it's uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a, lot. a, a lot. huge barrier. It's smart. Yeah. How did you find a surrogate?
3: Fortunately, uh, the fertility clinic uh, that we used um, helped us find our surrogate uh so we we went a little bit different process we had an independent surrogate or a surrogacy so we didn't use an agency um and that was kind of our our path to try to save a little money because it is so expensive so our our fertility clinic helped us out a lot in terms of kind of guiding us through the process and um yeah so that so yeah our agency
0: but you were lucky to have a local surrogate
3: yeah. Yep. She was
4: out, out of Fort Worth. Yeah. Fort Worth. So we yeah. can visit yeah. all
0: appointments. And, and-, and Laron, you went out of your way
2: to not have a local surrogate. <laughs> we went out of our way. Well, we, because of Texas law. Well, Texas law at the time. We like, no, we, we. If we're gonna have this, we don't want the surrogate or anybody to be in uh, other than us to be in Texas, and we didn't. So and it worked out. And it worked out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also kind of one of the main reasons why you know Family Equality and Equality Texas are beneficiaries because when we were going through the legal challenges with kind of the adoption process of our boys, like those orga- organizations stepped up tremendously and provided resources and guidance and legal assistance to to get through that process in the state of Texas with the adoption.
0: And, and, yeah. and just mm-hmm. to put it in the right time frame, your kids were born before marriage equality. That's correct. So there was no assumption that you were the Each other's kids, because one of them is, uh, you're the father of, each of you is the father of one of your children, one of the two twins, biologically. Now there would be the assumption that you are each other's child's parent, although they do recommend that you still get, go through the adoption process.
4: Well, when the boys were born, the birth certificate automatically, it's just whoever was giving birth so the surrogate was on our birth on the boys birth certificate we were not on it at all uh when the boys were boor- were, were born because born we weren't married and and um we went through a process to get them i guess that's why we had to go through the adoption process because mm-hmm. texas state law and the medical
3: or uh, the science behind what you can do medically is the laws are not caught up with that well, I think the other aspect, because when we were going through surrogacy uh, in the state of Texas, surrogacy contracts are only valid between two married individuals. But because we were not legally married in Texas, because Texas didn't recognize it, our our surrogacy contract, which is wasn't even really an enforceable contract, because we weren't married in Texas. So we were married. We course. were married in DC, <laughs> but not. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it Uh, wasn't recognized.
2: (coughs) It's funny that you say D.C. because that's where my daughter was born. We're in Maryland, very close to D.C. DC, Yeah, yeah. And you were married, also. We were married, and Maryland forced you to get married before you you had a child. No, no bastards over here. No, no, no shotgun wedding. <laughs> no shotgun weddings over here. So, of course, our daughter was born way before marriage equality also. Um, and we were married before marriage equality. Um, and Maryland was one of the few states that did recognize uh, marriages performed elsewhere. It still wasn't legal in that state, but they would recognize them. So it just all kind of worked out. So it
0: made it a lot easier for you. A lot because easier. Because you didn't have the problem of the state arguing whether or not that should be your child. Right. Right. You did.
2: All right. And, you did, yeah. And I, I yeah, that, that's, I feel so bad for you guys, but no, I didn't have, I didn't have to adopt my own daughter. She's, but but, Denny but did. Danny did. But Danny did. Danny did. And I think that's still most places, I think there's one state now where same-sex couples will, do not have to adopt their non-biological child. I think it's Vermont or somewhere. But all other states, you still have to know, the the non biological parent still has to adopt. But we it's not like you have we, we didn't have to go through a court hearing or anything. You get a pre birth order, so the court is already waiting on just the birth of the child, and then they go and issue it, and it's it's really quick.
1: But you could do like like Iron Chef Kat Cora and her wife, um, they got pregnant at the same time and then swapped embryos. You can do that, to too. To carry in California so that they would be each have a biological and birth connection to both of their children. Yeah. yeah and so they cool. ended up with all boys. They have four. <laughs> oh, the
3: that's a busy house. It's a very busy house. <laughs> so you're
0: not having
2: more?
4: Not at this point.
3: We're, we're, we're in a good spot.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. So you're, 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 your babies are seven now. How's the journey you've been? With them, like going to school, other kids, um, uh, s- uh, seeing other families who look like yours. You know, we both belong to some different um gay dad groups on Facebook, and I see some people do raising the issue of their parent, their kids not seeing any other kid families
3: like theirs, and then sometimes it takes a toll on them. I, w- I would say, in like. Like for us, like we go and we take the boys lunch probably every other week or so. And so, you know, it's the entire second grade that's in there and we're sitting with the boys. And um, it's it's interesting because there, there'll there be a couple kids that are like, oh my gosh, like you have two dads? Like I want two dads. And so, but then you also have like a comment. I remember one, one one little girl she was like you have two dads like that's weird i'm like no 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 it's not weird like it was one of those like it's an educational like they're all mm-hmm. different types of families and so mm-hmm. but
0: when a kid says oh that's weird i don't think they meant weird in a bad way they probably just meant weird as i haven't seen it before
3: right, right. yeah and that's where i felt mm. could be
2: they have the some missing where the kids made oh that's weird and they did not mean it in a good way <laughs> well but their kids are younger
3: yeah. My kid was younger, was younger too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Jill had a, a conversation with uh, one of the moms on the boys' soccer team recently, which it was— She was sharing that she had a, a family member that had recently
4: come out, and so that family member was concerned about how everyone was going to react, including the kids. Mm-hmm. And it was explained, hey, well, our kiddo goes to school with— with twin boys that have two dads, and it's not a problem, and it was like it raised a, it made it so much easier for that for that.
2: Oh, that's awesome! Family.
4: Yeah, for mm-hmm. that family to come out, um, and I think that's where being visible is so important. It is, and being at that lunch table, it's um, very important, and eating lunch with their boys, and we're just we're just a family like everybody else.
3: But from a from a school perspective, like I mean, the the faculty, the teachers, like I mean, everybody, we've never felt. Um, and living in Frisco, like that, we were not welcome. I feel like they the fight
4: over us. <laughs> they actually want us to be in their classrooms. I don't know. if I got me that vibe.
3: <laughs> I want the gay dads in my class. We <laughs> I mean, were so right.
4: involved and committed, and uh, we wanted. to, Obviously, we want to be there. I think that I, um, I know other parents do as well. But it's just I,
3: I don't know why I get that vibe. No. Uh, but I mean, like I said, we've never had issues. <laughs> did you have to shop for a
0: school?
4: We did not. No. Um, we're up in
2: Frisco, so they're in a public school in Frisco. Okay, yeah. and you did? No, we, we we were prepared to go to our local school. You know, make, make a long story short, but somebody recommended that she be go to this other school, and we had to apply. She got accepted, and that's how it just. Although you did
1: shop for a pediatrician?
2: Yes, yeah, oh, no, we absolutely shop for yeah. a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I did you guys? I
3: would recommend that highly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> We, 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 we uh, interviewed three different ones. and What's interesting is when the boys were born, our pediatrician was highly recommended, and so we started going to them. Um, and then we had the legal issues that popped up, and then it was interesting that the conversations that the practice had internally, because there were, there were other doctors within the practice that were not accepting of two-dad families or LGBTQ families. And um, as a result of us going to that practice and our doctor being very... Pro friend, pro friendly LGBT, they actually ended up changing their policies internally, and I think they lost a <coughs> the doctor as well because of it. Oh wow! Uh, but it was one of those. Uh, I mean, it, being visible and being present. I mean, it forces yeah. it forces the conversation it and forces does. change. Yeah. So,
0: pediatricians I, I, take care of kids. What right. kind of who would want to go to that pediatrician that picks and chooses based on who the parents are?
3: It's a real conversation. It, 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 yeah. yeah, you, yeah.
2: You, you would think. I just remember, one, you know, again, we interviewed three different ones. One that we went to, um, and we when, when we when I called to make the appointment, I didn't say, hey, we're a same-sex couple. None of that. I just made the appointment. And you do this before the baby is born. So... I remember when we showed up to one, she, The one The pediatrician herself She was visibly just like You could just see the look on her face She was taken aback She was I mean she didn't hide it Well at all Like terrified or angry? I think just terrified Like you You guys are just like oh oh okay oh crap yeah like there's like you guys are having a baby and you know so i mean she tried to like put on her best face she have
0: been surprised lauren was showing like i I know my gut was sticking way out there
2: um so you know we we didn't go with her but you know yeah you, you would think like david said we're talking about kids but no Yeah, we
4: phoned some friends
2: and got some recommendations
4: before we we talked to any pediatricians. Yeah, But even that, you could have a doctor within that same group that is not comfortable. Right.
1: See, and I think you probably have kids in that class where they see you come for lunch, and that will be their touchstone moment, their reference point when they think of Mm -hmm. gay dads or a gay couple or gay couple with kids and gay parents, you know? I think that's... It's profound. And it, it's ha, profound, how's, what? How's, just being
2: there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's it been with the other, your, um, your son's friends' parents? How have they been, how have they reacted? Like, because, um, you know, we live in the age of play dates. We didn't have that when I was growing up. You just <laughs> ran next door and played with your neighbor. You, but you arrange play dates now. And sometimes, you know, in the beginning we were like, oh, God, how are these parents going to react? And so far it's been fine, but you just never know.
4: Uh, I think the most interaction we have with other parents is typically at, at soccer. We, oh, we play okay. Soccer, they're on the same soccer team, um, and so we have a lot of interaction with with those parents. And we
3: do that because there's soccer practice on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then there's games on Saturday and Sunday. So those it's like a lot. you see those people <laughs> hours, hours. Right. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. good. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. I, like I think for the most part, all of, all of the parents have been really great. I think we're also in an interesting community. Frisco is it's, it's a big. It's a lot of transplants, people from all over the country, more, mainly corporate jobs. So mm-hmm. most of those folks are in those corporate environments where there's affinity groups. Um, that, that So it's, it's a no, relatively normal thing. I think there's a few parents on occasion that they're a little more standoffish. Um, well, I don't know how you... Yeah. <laughs> but,
3: but, I mean, overall, <laughs> I mean... It, I, nothing negative. We're in a good community... Feeling up there. Like the school is good. We're on a good soccer team Mm -hmm. uh, with some great parents. And so. So you don't get the question,
1: who's the soccer mom and who's the soccer dad? Because
3: we take turns (laughs) and we're we're usually both there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but it may be coming soon. (laughs) Go with Patty. (laughs) And,
0: Lauron, do you have that kind of problem with teams or anything that. No? No?
2: uh, No? Trying to think. You no, know, so far, uh, all of you know my my daughter's in involved in like science club and g- gymnastics and dance. Those are her extracurricular activities. And so far, nothing.
1: I we, imagine we, she could hold her own too.
2: Yeah, pretty well. She might not even
1: tell you about things. She's just handled Right. Well,
2: she told me one thing, and she 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 handled that situation very well. I was proud of her. Cool. Yeah, I'm not worried about Gabrielle <laughs> holding her tongue. <laughs> She
0: inherited your mouth. Um, we're going to talk yep. more about, about this uh, after the break. Uh, but I want to come back to the teddy bear party. The teddy bear party is going to be December 11th at the Echo Lounge. If somebody wants to go, wants tickets, they get tickets where?
3: Uh, www.teddybearparty.org.
0: And they need to get, and this they can't get on, well, you can get teddy bears online, I guess. Yep. Um, but... Uh, They need a 24-inch teddy bear, 12 to 24-inch teddy bear, and uh, it's $100 for a ticket. Um, Casinova is the hostess this year. Uh, Phil Romano is the DJ, and that's on December 11th from 8 p.m. to midnight, and then December 12th at 10.30, driving the teddy bears over to Children's Hospital.
4: That's right. There's some other bonuses, too, that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Every If you have proof of purchase, um, you get free entry to the Roundup um, as well as S4 that evening. So the party ends at midnight, but it doesn't have to stop the party. You keep on going. And the party is open bar, so please, (laughs) we are welcome. Be responsible. (laughs) Be responsible. Take that Uber or Lyft over Mm -hmm. to uh, keep the party going at Roundup and S4, too.
0: Right. The Echo Lounge is that new place that Mark Cuban just built across the street across the street, across the highway from um, um, American Airlines American Airlines Center. Thank yeah.
4: you. It's a sexy venue. It's got a great sound system, too. Great
0: acoustics. Yeah. It'll be fun. Awesome. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Let's take our break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with LaRon Landis. And we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly, if I can get this cursor to work. Uh, we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this
1: i Brown with Resource Center United Black Element, and I listen to
0: Lambda Weekly radio program on 89.3 K9, the voice of the people. I am the people, so hear me speak. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with LaRon Landison, the late Patty Fink, and our guests are Jason Hanna and Joe Riggs, who created and still put on the Teddy Bear Party. When are you going to pass it along to somebody else? <laughs> Ten years is a long time.
3: It's a lot of work. It is, it, it is a lot of work, and um, there's a lot of love and passion and uh, energy that goes into it. And so we've we've talked about creating a board um, going into the 11th year and uh, going about it that way, um, but we have not finalized any of that. It's kind of one of those, it's, a, it's something I love doing, and so it's hard to let those reins go a little bit, but uh, I think it needs to be kind of passed down as well, similar to what like Black Tie does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the coming years we'll create a board you guys are young you can still keep doing it for a few more years we're like Frisco dads like up in the burbs (laughs) we're not we're probably not as relevant as we were 10 years ago
0: (laughs) you know it's the kind of thing though that you love it you love it and then something happens and you're not able to do it you don't want it to go away and you don't want it to die
1: but you could have your kids do it you know maybe they'd like to take it on in 10
3: years pass it down to the kiddos yeah yeah I don't know, we haven't finalized any of those (laughs) details yet. (laughs) We
0: were talking a little bit about parenting, uh, because that's part of the inspiration for this party. Um, uh, And and when I say part of the inspiration, I know the real inspiration was your mom's cancer, but your love of kids is what made you want to do this. Um, I know with Brian, he loved kids. And... It was so inconceivable to him that there could be a kid in that hospital that wasn't going to get a bear that he just wasn't going to talk to me until we bought all the bears that were available um, but uh so we were talking a little bit about parenting um, What were you saying during the break lauren
2: oh, we were just I was just going more specifically about the pediatrician experience um When you all finally found one, I was saying, when we found ours, you know, the doctor himself came out and got us from the waiting room. And it was just as nice as he could be. Didn't flinch at all when he realized we were a same-sex couple. And again, this is before... Gabrielle was born, so you got two men out there with no baby at a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> so and he didn't flinch. He was—he was absolutely wonderful and has been all these uh, years. LaRon, I'm glad that it was a pediatrician, not a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, uh, so how, how was y'all experience when you finally found one? Like, okay, we're going to go with this doctor.
3: It was great, um, absolutely fantastic, and um, yeah, we—we never had any. Uh, awkward circumstances and the staff there all the nurses are incredible Mm -hmm. um and yeah so
4: it kind of feels like going to like to see
3: family going to the doctor's office it's like an annual reunion where we go um
2: And, and and that's so comforting again for our listeners out there who are thinking oh what's the big deal there have been you know some reported cases you know over the years where doctors or nurses have refused to treat a child who has same-sex parents and you're thinking oh my god how could they it has happened well, so and and schools that have refused admission to as kids as as have same same parents. exactly yeah. same thing yeah. so take, you take know it out on the kid yeah exactly yeah. so you want to make sure it is very comforting um, when you have a non-traditional family that you have found a place where you feel not just accepted but embraced mm-hmm. uh, so what it's do you mean very traditional <laughs> <laughs>
0: I consider myself very traditional. Oh right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Don't you, Patty? Oh, I'm very, very traditional.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Patty agrees with me. I would I would agree that you're traditional. You're thank you. You're one of the most traditional thank you. people, you know. Are you, and you're celebrating Hanukkah now? Oh God. It's today, isn't it? Yes. It starts today. Oh Ugh. wow. I hate Hanukkah. <laughs>
0: It's the stupidest holiday. Well, it's here. <laughs> and it'll be over early. So I think this is the last time we can have Thanksgiving in like hundreds of years. Oh, really? Yeah, it just doesn't work out. that Because the Jewish calendar is moving a little bit later, just very, very slowly. It's a terrible calendar It's a lunar calendar So all the months Are 28 or 29 days Which means That 7 out of every 19 years They have to add A leap month oh. mm. Which it, it just It's dumb But Hanukkah's dumb Yeah Dreidel dreidel You know It's a great word to Made say Made it out of clay And when it's dry and ready I'll look like Doris Day Yes
4: <laughs> <laughs> it It's the game <laughs> dreidel
0: my version. Yes. <laughs> so before, before the show, we, we
2: talked a little bit about, you know, how did our kids um, operate or, you know, how, how did they handle that one year when all the pretty much all kids were going to school at home? Were yours at home?
4: They were, yeah. They were home for the entire time.
2: How did you all manage
3: that? Because you have little kids. Yeah, all first grade. First graders. Yeah. You know, it, it was tough because we were all grounded as well. Um, work wise. Work yeah, wise. Work. Um, so we were very fortunate that we had a, a tutor that would come from seven thirty to three thirty. And she managed their school day um, oh, like awesome. The teachers would send out the curriculum every Sunday, mm-hmm. but I mean, our kids probably similar to yours as well. I mean she was on, or our boys were on zooms four to six times a day. Mm-hmm. they had assignments so they would have like a 20 minute zoom, then they would do uh, work and then another 20 so minutes. so
2: they weren 't continuously on zoom no, no. oh
3: huh. uh, mine was
0: Gabriel- on
2: Gabriel mine was on for longer stretches. I okay. mean she was in. Fifth, was that 5th or 6th grade? 6th um, grade. So um, there, there were longer stretches, but they did get um, big breaks just to break up the monotony. I mean, I don't know if that's really good on a young mind to be staring at a computer consistently for eight hours a day.
1: Right. It's um, not yeah. good for an adult. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not even good for us. Either I mean, that. I was doing that, too, and it's like, it's not good to be on. Yeah, yeah. So it was a challenge. But at least,
2: you know, I, it was a challenge for me because I have an only child but your kids how do they get along Uh, I guess mentally they do have each other
3: I I would say they they fared pretty well having each other Um, but it was also you know stressful Joe was working in one room I was working in another room and the boys had their iPad desks stations set up in their own individual rooms and uh the tutor was hopping back and forth between um so it was what we were chatting earlier it was like the longest slowest year Mm -hmm. that we have ever experienced see i enjoyed
0: the pandemic i was going to work
3: (laughs) i was going to work like i
0: was going to work like (laughs) usual like a traditional person should be doing um and everybody else was working from home, so I was helping coordinate things like rebooting their computers that they were using through LogMe and, um But everybody left me alone, pretty much. So it was delightful.
1: I would take that as a sign <laughs> that yeah. you were the only one in the office, and no one, no one would come in.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and a few people it's still started true. coming in sometimes. <laughs>
2: So were I, they were they interested to when uh, excited like oh we get to actually go back to physical school this year?
4: There was some anxiety I think more than anxiety, really yeah uh, it's interesting it's, been home in the comfort of home and right and it, the uncertainty of who this new teacher is going to be and what it's going to be like uh, but uh, they jumped in and went back to school and, and did a fantastic job. They've okay. actually I think they've. I, that, I think we've we got really lucky with the whole scenario. That I think they kind of leaped ahead, um, and they actually benefited from that time of, of having that two on one tutors
2: to help mm-hmm. them
0: with their assignments. And um, I could see some kids really benefiting from it. Yeah, yeah some but have.
2: I know some that have. Yeah, yeah. But I think in
0: general, it wasn't good for most kids.
3: Uh, yeah. I, I would say the, the some very fun moments because I was working upstairs and Joe was down that like in between their school lessons the, like they would run into our office and say, "Daddy, can I have a hug? I just yeah. finished um, this assignment." And like, "Look what I just did." And so it's like this like like ongoing throughout the day like love support of what they're doing with school and you can pop in. And so there was a lot of stressful time, but there were like some really family bonding moments that you wouldn't have had right, otherwise. Right. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. that is yeah. really awesome. Yeah, yeah, not
0: every parent was in a position where they could provide that support. Right. Yeah. But then know. again, that's a good example of why gay people and lesbians make better parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. All studies have shown that. But um, <laughs> well, they have. They have. <clears throat> Which we were forced to do. I mean, these were studies that we were forced to do that nobody wanted to prove who, was, who made better parents. But there was that UT study. Uh, that was completely fabricated. That showed that gay people were not good parents. So, real educators had to do studies to s- just to see. I mean, trying to prove that we're the same,
2: and it turned out that we were better. And I think at the very top of that list were lesbians. So, what are you and Aaron? What are you and Aaron waiting on? Oh,
1: we're not waiting anymore. <laughs> we're done. Done. You're done. are done, we're done uh, We have. We adoption. don't have kids. We have. You have, have fur puppies. babies. We have fur babies. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, but we spoil them. In fact, I told Abby the other day. Sir, they're both mediums, and they're mutts. They're rescues. And I, I told her. I said. Abby, if you wanted a pony, we would get you a pony. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron said, I think we would. <laughs> See what
0: great parents you'd so, be. So,
1: yeah, uh,
3: they're uh, kind uh, of spoiled. Yeah. But Except
1: but when you go on vacation and you put your kids in the kennel.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do that, but that's, you know, they, they're having a good time. Ah, Good, this weekend. Um,
0: so now that we're out of the pandemic... The kids, all of them, are getting back to normal schedules? Oh, very much so. Everything's pretty much back to normal. Because they're talking about this new variant, which could lock things down again.
1: Could. Yeah, it's okay. supposed to be much faster contagion, uh, much more serious um, illness, and the vaccines don't address it. Mm-mm. So this could be quite dangerous. hmm um, Omicron, and so I heard, mask up. the The general the general recommendation is just mask up when you're not sure about a person's status. Um, d- you know, do social distancing when it's appropriate. Just be careful. Yeah. And I mean,
0: one report I heard was that while it might be more contagious, it might not be more virulent. Oh,
1: I've I've heard they're uh, they don't know yet. Very contagious. Very very virulent when you get it. I think they don't know yet. Um, but you're, 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 your
2: babies got vaccinated.
3: Yeah, so they got their first shot Friday. Um, how they do? They were good. They were good. Um, one was a little anxious about it, but um, the other one kind of powered through, but they're but and I mean what, was
4: sore arm but
2: then what six seven year olds aren't <laughs> hesitant about getting a shot I'll
4: tell you what one of our boys was <laughs> amazing he sat there and did not flinch oh good like, that didn't hurt at
3: all good oh, good he said, nice but <laughs> but no side effects good you know, they're not magnetic now <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they're they have a little sore arm like sorry, <laughs> they don't have chips <laughs> in their heads dinner, they're
1: their putting the microchips in the ivermectin
3: Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> well, good, good. Yeah, but, I mean, for, for us, and we've continued this, like, even when we're going to the grocery store, even being vaccinated, if it's just us, like, we still wear masks. No, we do, too. And, it's, you know, it's just additional steps and precautions that, that I think we should take until mm-hmm. we're in a good spot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 100% a good spot.
0: No. Yeah. So great, the Teddy Bear Party is going to be, which is why you're here. Um, we kind of went off track, but that's okay. There's so much <laughs>
3: to talk about. It's been two years. I know. <laughs>
0: the Teddy Bear Party Back is December studio. 11th at the Echo Lounge. It's from eight to midnight. Go to teddy teddybearparty yes? yes. teddy dot org. Yes, teddybearparty.org. dot If you would like tickets, tickets are a hundred dollars plus a 12 to 24 inch teddy bear Cassie Nova is the host and this is the 10th teddy bear party this is 10 number 10 yeah and for somebody who did not hear us uh, at the
3: beginning of the show um, where does the bears go so all the teddy bears are donated to uh, children's health Um, and so yeah to the teddy bear clinic at children's health and then all proceeds from the ticket sales go directly to the beneficiaries um, and I think the other thing, one of the common questions that we get is like, this is a, it's an open invite, it's a public event, um, so there's no need to get receive a personal invitation. Uh, the other question is like, what do I wear? I'm like. Wear festive (laughs) holiday. Wear festive holiday. Like button downs, polos, jackets, you'll see it all. Mm -hmm. It's just a festive cocktail party.
1: Ugly uh, ugly Christmas
3: sweater, maybe? Yes, yes, indeed. There's always a handful of friends that wear those jackets, those ugly jackets and ugly (laughs) (laughs) sweaters. They probably know who they are, but you know.
1: <laughs> but they're so ugly. They're cute. But Come you, wo- on. you welcome so them
3: anyway. <laughs> and somebody who
0: does need a personal invitation, consider
3: uh, this it. This is it. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Reach out to us directly, nice. <laughs> Um
0: For the eleventh teddy bear party, any ideas for locations yet, or you, or you just don't even think about the next year till the, this year's over.
3: With the event on December 11th, we'll start planning on December 12th. Um, I mean,
2: is there is there any harm in doing a, doing a repeat? Do you have to have a set different venue
3: every year? No, no. We've repeated one venue twice, I think. Um, but no, no harm in doing it. And I think we I think we get through the event on December 11th and see how the event the, the space it works. And, I mean, maybe we go back there next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some new hot venue will open up, and maybe that will be the next destination. We'll see. Yeah. TBD
1: <laughs> very good I uh, keep thinking about when I was in college my one year my roommate and I tried not to repeat a meal and it was we got to 31 days and I came in from class and she was making spaghetti and she goes don't even start <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know because we'd made it that far right, but right. she's like I just haven't had a bad day just doing spaghetti <laughs>
2: What an interesting
1: challenge. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, yep. not yep. pull that up at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, for
0: all of us here at Lambda Weekly, this hour flew. It did. Um, our guest next week is Greg Kaysen. Yes. Is that who I told yeah. Yes. Okay, because Jason Viejo is the week after. And he'll be talking about going home for the holidays. So for all of us here at Lambda Weekly... Go to teddybearparty.org if you, uh, to get your tickets uh, to the Teddy Bear Party. And we're going out with some music from Lisa Messiah.